I said action. Okay, action. Yeah. It's not going anywhere. This is weird. Introduce the show. Welcome back to another episode of Bearded B-Roll, the show where Mike picks weird movies. And I watch them. Right. Today we've got another weekend roundup, uh, and the movie this time is John Dies at the End. So, John Dies at the End. This was actually one of your picks. I know, because I love this movie. This is a movie that's completely weird. Yeah, and it's the second one from Don Coscarelli that we've had on here, because we did Bubba Hotep a couple weeks ago. Oh, wait. What? Really? This is way yeah. better than Bubba Hotep, and this one didn't disappoint me the second time I watched it. This is the same guy that directed Phantasm, so it's the reality bending makes sense. I I tried to watch Phantasm like not too long ago, and um, I think children were there, and I didn't know how many boobs were just in the beginning. There there are some boobs during like the ritual sacrifice scenes, sort of, but that's pretty much it. I just have like a vague memory from um, my childhood of watching that movie because, again, I was a child, like literally childhood type memory um, of the flying. The ball thing with the, the ball, spikes. The ball knives. That's it, yeah. I was rewatching it the other day too, and, and I actually noticed a detail that is normally left out of horror movies, or I guess movies in general where people die, and I appreciated it. There was this guy who I guess was supposed to have already not been human, maybe a demon, chasing after the little boy. And uh, the ball thing is flying through the air, I guess, at the kid, but then it hits that guy in the face by mistake. Then it drills a hole into his head, squirts blood out of the ball pretty much all over the room. The guy falls down next to the kid. The guy's feet are by the kid. He's hiding behind a corner so the tall man doesn't see him. And then all of a sudden, a bunch of urine starts leaking out from the dead body, like pooling up toward the feet. And that's what you appreciated from it? Yeah, because people always pee and poo when they die. They just never, nobody ever talks about it. All right, cool. Well, speaking of things that die, John dies at the end. Um, but he doesn't, though. Spoilers, no, because he dies in the beginning, but that's because time in this movie is... This movie, the ending of this movie, completely changes the ending of the book, which is he actually... supposed to actually die at the end? No, no, what happens in the book, I don't remember what the character, like, makeup was, but you know how, like, when he's talking to Paul Giamatti in the beginning, we see Paul Giamatti, and then you find out, like, at the end that it's actually supposed to be an older black guy? Yeah. And, and you're like, hmm. yeah. So it goes that exists because of uh, David. Well, in the yeah, in the in the book, apparently David Wong is supposed to be Asian, and he's like a false representation of what someone's seeing, and his real name's John or something. So at the end, so when David the reader and John are the same now, so it's like a... th- that's what I'm saying. When the reader realizes that that character's dead at the end, then he's actually dead. The same way Paul Giamatti disappears in the book. They just, I mean, in the movie, they just change that to be Paul Giamatti instead of the main character disappearing at the end, which I thought would have been like infinitely cooler. No, I don't, I don't think so. I think I like the way it ended with them going and just going onward, like Bill and Ted saving like stoner. But how cool would that have been to read though? When you're like, John dies at the end and you're, you're probably reading the whole book, like who the fuck is John? And then all of a sudden you find out it's the main character and then he pops out of existence. That's a cool twist. I guess. I mean, I guess, yeah, but then like it kind of like ruins any chance for like any kind of follow up. There was a book sequel called, I think, a box of spiders or something, but they like never made it into a movie, which seems to be a theme with Don Coscarelli because they never made the sequel to Bubba Hotep either. There's, oh yeah. The only difference, the only difference is he got to make like six Phantasm movies that were all like worse than the last. Well, for one, I don't think Bubba Hotep probably didn't make enough money to to make a new one. 
Dawn Dies at the End is a good movie, but it's... I don't think it made that much money because it's kind of a niche thing. That's what I was going to say. Like, I don't think it made the money. Like, it's like you have to be into movies like this to find this. Oh, yeah. It's it's worldwide gross was less than $150,000. So, John was Dies at the End, directed by Don Cascarelli, like you said. It has a 6.4 out of 10 on IMDb, 60% on Rotten Tomatoes, and 53% on Metacritic. It's based on a novel by John Wong. Uh, and its budget was less than a than a million, and it only yeah its box office was only one hundred and forty one thousand dollars. And that's not because it's a bad movie. That's just because I, I it's it's hard to market something like this really. No, it's another one of those ones that fall into the lines of like Naked Lunch, where it's like this weird postmodern style of like writing, I guess, where like one thing doesn't necessarily mean the same thing every time it comes around or whatever. And it's, like, completely just, like, batshit crazy. Like, I think my favorite part of the whole movie is at the end when you find out the dog was actually the hero the whole time. Yeah, and the guy's like, the dog needed an escort. <laughs> and what better than two loser stoners, yeah. Yeah, no, that's a great idea. I th- well, my favorite part of it actually is, I mean, it, it's not, like, a new concept, but it's still a fun question. Uh, the axe conversation at the beginning. No, oh, yeah, no, like the parable, yeah. Where you break the uh, the handle of your axe, so you replace the axe, and then later you break the head of your axe, so you replace the head of the axe, and then that dead zombie thing comes back like, hey, that's the axe that killed me. And it's like, well, is it? <laughs> Which actually brings you to a whole uh, philosophy of accidental and essential things, but I'm not going to dive into that. kind of like the whole that. movie, though, is like that whole idea. You know, the weird thing about this movie is it's told non-linearly, but it's really hard to tell where it got out of sync and where it goes back. The very first time it breaks time, it's easy. And then, yeah, after that, though, you have no idea what time it's happening in. Because time, like, bends in on itself, and the future is the past. And But, like, at the same time, it doesn't it's really matter. The story has a past, but... Yeah, like, like you, don't get, you don't get confused with it, though. That's the cool thing about it. No, nah, it totally works. I mean, there, there was, like, a little bit of confusion for me. Like, when it was... He was telling the story about him and John going out and then ghost hunting and then then they went further back in time i guess technically well no because that would have been after because that was after they met mr krabs mr krabs i don't know the guy who played like the televangelist the guy who played the televangelist ghost guy oh uh, clancy brown he played like the douchebag prison guard in shawshank redemption but he also played mr krabs for like two or three seasons in the beginning of that show's run I forgot what his, I think his name's like Martinelli on the, in the movie. Oh, Marconi. Marconi. I knew it was something Italian. Which I think might have also been one of the mob bosses in, in, in Batman. I think it's funny because his name's like Italian, but he speaks like with a Russian accent for most of it. <laughs> and then there's like some scenes that like straight up ripped off. Like, uh, I mean, there's definitely scenes that, that just ripped off other things. Like, cause I feel like when the ghost guy monster guy the guy that brings the face sucker thing to john in his car and just appears there that's totally like straight out of the matrix like the whole conversation about reality and what it means and stuff and the guy who did that was doug jones man he's been in like 150 movies but you never see him in anything hardly no because he's always wearing makeup like exactly he was the the thing and he was pan in pan's labyrinth he was the silver surfer in that shitty fantastic four movie he was the monster judge in uh Grave Dancers. I hated that movie. 
But let's talk about John Dies at the end. Which, again, we both liked it, but it's a hard movie to talk about. It's hard to describe because they're like, they're ghost hunters, but then sometimes the ghosts are like aliens, but then they're not really aliens. They're interdimensional space travelers, but then they're also ghosts. Based on everything Phantasm, I'm going to focus more on the interdimensional aspect of it rather than the ghost aspect of it. Like when the girl reaches her stump out to open that door, she's theoretically putting her arm into a universe where she never lost her hand, if that makes sense. Yeah. And that's why she's the only one that can open the ghost door. Yeah. And I mean, this director always does like a combo of like interdimensional and horror stuff. Um, but I don't know if it's ever actually ghosts because he always explains it in a, in a interdimensionally intergalactic kind of way. Like in this one, everything is predicated on this weird soy sauce. Yeah, or Venom, which is funny because when they refer to it as Venom, it straight up just looks like a symbiote, like from Venom, from Marvel. No, I get it. I like how like the the drug gives you like superpowers, but like they're like shitty superpowers. Like you can see the future and you can talk to your friends that are also on the drug but then at the same time it also makes you hallucinate and some of the stuff isn't real well i don't think they're hallucinating ever really you think it's all i think i think they're i think they're able to see something that exists on a different plane of existence okay it it gives them the ability to travel interdimensionally while standing in the same place because theoretically that's how dimensions would work right yeah like all folded in on top of each other so i think it's just opening their it's like broadening their perspective to see into places they wouldn't normally be able to i never i never really thought about it the way you're you're describing it now so that's a that's a that's a cool way to think about it i like the meat monster but like see the meat monster though that was kind of a poltergeist actually i don't know that whole situation that the very beginning with the setup with the girl and her boyfriend who's a ghost who comes back and like beats her that whole setup was actually like i really liked that whole idea because then she turned out to be like not real and like they called her out and then she just kind of faded out or like disappeared like that goes with that whole idea that like it only exists you mean when they were both seeing uh two different versions of the girl yeah and then when they call her out she's just gone Mm -hmm. and then all the meat in the freezer becomes a giant monster that meat scene reminded me of um did you ever see dead heat from the 80s it's this terrible movie with like um treat williams and joe piscopo and they are police officers who die and get brought back by this no, reincarnation no. machine, but they're like decomposing and they're going to be like liquid in three days. But there's a scene where one of the um, revitalization machines or whatever you want to call it gets turned on inside of like a Chinese butcher shop. So um, all the animals start coming to life and this giant like gutted headless bull thing comes out of the freezer trying to like tackle this guy. It's kind of what that reminded me of. So if you had if you had to sum up John dies at the end in like two or three sentences the plot for somebody that never heard of it before what would you say cuz I think this is actually kind of a hard thing to do um it's about two stoners who do more drugs and are able to see ghosts and no I can't there's no way <laughs> to really do it yeah, I don't think I, I mean, that's, that's the trouble with this movie though. Like you have to be able to pitch it, you know, what, it, what is, what's the plot summary on IMDb? Probably something dumb. A new street drug that sends its users across time and dimensions has one drawback. 
some people return no longer human. Can two college dropouts save humanity from this silent, otherworldly invasion? That doesn't explain the movie at all. No, because that just makes it sound like there's like two guys who decide to fight aliens, which is sort of true, but not really. This is awkward. Um... All right. So this is apparently, this is a weird movie. This is like kind of like last week because we watched Psycho Gorman and I didn't like it. You liked it. I couldn't think of much to talk about. And now both of us are talking about a movie that we enjoyed watching and still don't have much to say. What does that mean? I don't know. Watch this movie. Four out of four beards. Let's talk about the axe. (laughs) Why? Is it the same axe? Yes. Most people would say, well, it's not the same axe because you changed all the component parts. So what's the, and I, you know, you have a valid point too, but what's the explanation for why it's the same axe? Um, because of the meaning of the axe. Are you implying that the axe has a soul? No, I'm implying that the axe's use, uh, even through changing, is still the axe that he used because it's the axe that he used. I get what you're saying, but I think it was a bad, I think it was a bad explanation. Bad explanation. Right well, now. okay. What, what is something you did not like about this movie? Cause it's not perfect by any means. So like, what's something you would change about it if you were editing it or writing it? The weird gangster dude that decided, like, I guess he was the, I am legion of it. Like, I like the, I didn't like understand the, the entire purpose of that. Yeah. And then like, he was just obnoxious and like, I don't know. I didn't like that character. I would change that character. The cop maybe too. Cause the cop was like probably one of the most confusing parts of this movie, but it fit because the whole movie is confusing because the cop like was aware, but not aware, but was on the drug, but was on the drug in the way where it kills him. Well, I didn't think the cop was on the drug. I thought the cop just saw little gangster boy getting attacked by lice or something for lack of a better word and decided he needed to he needed to burn this trailer down no 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 the cop was totally on the sauce i'm not remembering that what was the at the near the end when the cop is like in the car and he's got them and he picked them all up after the they like killed the the little gangster white boy uh (laughs) his eyeballs blow up because him and john are talking and he's talking about how he's seeing all the same stuff the weird thing is I'm remembering this while you're telling me, but a couple seconds ago, I didn't remember it happening at all. Yeah, see, that's... That's... This movie, I told you, I watched this movie like three times before this, and I I didn't remember anything about it. Three times like recently, or like three times like in the past? Like since it came out, you know? When when was the last time you watched it recently? Uh, Did you watch it for this episode? Oh yeah, no, I watched it like the other day, but before that, I maybe saw it two or three years ago. Okay, like same. But when I watched it, you know, the other day, it was like fresh for me, even though I had already watched it. It's I think it's I think it's like because it's more visual than it is like the story. Like the story isn't there's no story. I don't think there's really a plot. The kids do drugs. They go. They take a dog. The dog blows up a giant monster in an alternate version of Earth where um, some man from the 1800s invents like organic technology. Right, essentially. Oh yeah, let's talk about those naked people with the terrifying masks for a couple minutes. No, they were just like that. They were naked to make them feel more comfortable. Yeah, I remember that explanation. It didn't work for me. Did you? 
find that comforting? Yeah, I would. I would find a bunch of naked ladies comforting. That wouldn't be scary at all. It wouldn't be terrifying to walk into a, an entire universe of eyes wide shut people. <laughs> was there any like sex or nudity in this movie? I'm trying to remember, and I, I don't Aside think there from was. All the naked women, you know. Well, I mean, okay, that that to me doesn't register as you know. Because it was weird. Because they were, yeah, they were just standing also there. Only it, the, was, it was only women. All the dudes were wearing suits. Yeah, that was also strange. I didn't understand the mask. The mask was the weird part. Maybe it was a shame thing, you know, because... Or was well, it like dehumanizing because everybody there was supposed to be in like this weird, uh, like communistic uh, dictatorship type thing and like hive minded. So maybe there, it was meant to make them all look the same. I didn't like it. Yeah, it didn't do it for me. Didn't do it for you like it turned you off to that world or like you just it didn't work for you for that scene at all? No, no, it worked for making the scene creepy. I'm just saying it didn't make me want to go there and it made everybody instantly unattractive. What was your favorite scene in the movie then? Um, my favorite scene is just like a little tiny thing that happened where... um. They're all in the back of this like panel truck, and John, who was thought to be dead, is currently in some type of comatose state until the dog touches him with his nose and like electrically zaps him back to reality. Do you remember that? Yeah. Um, and they're also in the back of this truck. It's John like a freezer truck, right? David, I think so. Uh, the girl with one hand. The Asian guy. The Asian guy. I think there was somebody else too, right? No, I think it was just them. Well, John, you know, wakes up and he's like trying to like place himself. He's like, okay, so we're in the truck, blah, blah, blah. Did this happen? Oh, no, wait, no, the Asian guy's still alive. So that didn't happen yet. And he's like, what? (laughs) Yeah, no, I love that part. That was good. That was my favorite scene. (laughs) One thing that I just really did not like about this movie, and I kind of get why they did it. I hated the end, like the post credit scene. Like the one where they go to like the, the alternate place and they're like, Oh, you you were sent here to save us again, and then they're just like, yeah, well, we gotta go get some stuff. Yeah, when they're just like, you know, clearly not going to help these people at all, because one of the things, I mean, like, I I don't even slacker characters like Bill and Ted and stuff got their shit together. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like that whole just everybody's kind of a dick, and it's hard to relate. The only good character was like the dog. The dog was on mission. I love actually the part right before the dog kills himself. I thought was great because they're like. Oh, yeah, no, that's weird. And they're, like, trying to get out, and they can't figure out how to open the door. They're just spending a whole bunch of time talking to the one dude while trying to open the door. <laughs> so, no, just... What about the part when he's talking on the phone, and then he's like, buy a bratwurst? That, no, I love that part where he talks to him on the hot dog. But then he wants him to buy something after that, and he's like, I just spent all my money on the bratwurst. I love how it gives him, like, psychic powers and, like, magic powers and, like, interdimensional type stuff and, like, all this crap, but he's like, all right, lift up the hot dog. There should be $100 there. It's, it's not there. Shit. <laughs> all right, I guess we can wrap this one up because we're both like idiots today. But um, I guess I do have one more question. Would you take the soy sauce? Yes. Why not? Well, I guess there's like a 50-50 chance you're going to die at the end, so I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah, I was unclear on, on that too. Cause... What happened to the creepy Jamaican guy? I think he got eaten by the giant spider thing. But he died. Oh, yeah. Let's not forget like the weird monsters that live in the corner of your eye aspect that they have in the movie. 
But he also, he died before the party where he met everyone, right? I thought they explained, I he was explained to have already have died before he, like the party where he like tells John his dreams and stuff. And he's like a weird mystic guy. I'm pretty sure he was dead before all of that. Maybe. But the soy sauce, you know, is interdimensional. Alien Why'd they drink. call it soy sauce anyway? Because it's black. Maybe it's salty. I'm assuming it's just, it's just a black liquid. That looked like soy well, sauce. Well, it did turn in. It was a pill that turned into a, an insect at one point and flew into the guy's face. There was a pill version? I never saw that. I don't remember that. No, when um, when J- David Wong goes to the Jamaican guy's Oh, house, that's what that was? And he misses the part of the phone call that was like, as long as you don't do that, you'll be fine. And it was, it was, it was really just like, don't do more of it. Yeah, yeah. But when he, he like opened a canister and dropped it on the floor, and two of these like little like black jelly beans came out, and then they grew wings, and one of them flew into his mouth, and the other burrowed into the side of his cheek. So technically, he didn't take more of the soy sauce voluntarily. It, it took him. Well, there's like a whole line in the movie where it says like the soy sauce chooses you. Literally. So this was another weekend roundup. What's your uh, your overall ranking of this movie that we lacklusterly described? All right. So this movie that I can't describe and cannot pitch to tell someone is a good movie, I give at least a three and a half beards. I'm going to go two. I love watching it. When I'm watching it, I'm happy. It's talking about it it's hard talking about it is hard and but i mean at the same time it it does sort of replace plot function by just being confusing so in some of the ways the way the i mean i'd be interested to read the book and see how much more detailed that is in terms of like how time progresses and and the interdimensional aspect of things but um it's it's confusing but not in like a good way sometimes i agree with that Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Bearded B Roll and look for us anywhere you find podcasts. Check out our website, beardedbroll.com, for info and links to merch. And remember to email us with ideas and suggestions at beardedbroll at gmail.com. And check out our Discord. And maybe watch this movie. And don't do drugs. Do drugs. Why? Why, are you, why? That's not the first time you've told them to do drugs. 